0: Well, this morning, I want to start a new series this morning called Stronger. So just look at your neighbor and say, I'm strong. strong. And if you just lied, it's okay. We were talking about your spirit, so it's okay. We weren't talking about physical, so you didn't lie. We're talking about our spirit, getting stronger in our spirit, getting stronger, our spiritual man, getting stronger, getting stronger in God, getting stronger in the Lord, getting stronger with what He's doing in our life, and just just going up, 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 and up, and not going backwards. Unlike a lot of us who try to work out our physical bodies, and we begin to get stronger, and then we stop. And then we're going down, 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 we're going back down, and then, then starting up again is really hard, right? It's really tough. Well, before we dive right in on this first one, Uh, I want to ask you a question. What do you have lined up for this fall, you know, coming up here? We're we're already, actually, we've already started. School's already started. There's lots of things. And, you know, summertime seems like that time where we all kind of get in break mode a little bit sometimes. I know I do a little bit. The weather's nice. Uh, A lot of us, we have vacations. How many were able to go on a vacation this summer? You were able to get away? Oh, good, good, good. We should all be able to get away Sometime, How many went to the beach? You went to the beach, and you were just like, wow, I loved my, my vacation. I love the beach. Okay, yeah, there's, there's several of you. You know, it's really nice to get away. And when you're sitting on the beach, and you see the water's just crashing through, I like to just walk in the water with the, you know, coming up on my feet, just walking along the edge of the beach. Really, really nice. And I like to just relax. And there's nothing on your mind, there's nothing going on, you're just kind of carefree, right? That's what vacation's all about. It's rest and relaxation, trying to get your, uh, you know, yourself just, just a break, a break from it all, break from the madness. Well, fall's kind of like that significant uh, time where it's just all that's over with, and it's like, oh, it's, the year's it's coming up, and there's all this like, work ahead of us, you know, and we've got all this stuff to do. And especially, you know, if, we, if, we have, if you have children, I, we've got school, we've got uh, baseball and soccer and, and, you know, football games, we've got all kinds of things like that. And so, I, I talked to one lady, uh, she was at our, our little league uh, game, and she has an, uh, two sons, and they're both playing baseball on different teams in different leagues. And so between the practices and the games, she said it's around six nights a week doing baseball. Now how many's ever been there doing something like that every okay you 've been there, so somebody so you've been there you know just doing that's a lot that's a lot going on, and that kicks in in the fall, right, and then the spring it starts right back, we get a little winter break, we get a little reprieve during the christmas week okay and then and then it starts right back up in the in the spring and but then we get this long summer break, so now we're we 're in the fall and we're going. And, and things are kind of busy. Things are starting up again. We've got a lot going on. And I want us to take the next several weeks and talk about our spiritual growth. Despite how busy we have are, we've got to make time to grow spiritually in God. Can I get an amen? amen? We've got to take some time, just a little bit of time out. We've got to take time to get to a, uh, to a connect group or a small group. We've got to get time to, to come on Sunday mornings. We've got to get time... Just maybe it's a few minutes in the morning or maybe it's a few minutes before we go to bed to open up the Word, to look at it, to pray, to seek God, to see what He's saying for you. So I like to do it in the morning when I wake up just to kind of start the day off, see what He's got for me that day Amen. and just to start it off with God. And, and really, probably the best thing to do, and it says in Scripture, to meditate in His Word day and night, so to, in the morning and before you go to bed, and, and, and you know, just take a few minutes and say you know, say hello to God. Talk to God. Thank Him for the day. Thank Him for the next day that's coming up and say, God, do with me what you will for the next day. But spiritual growth, it doesn't come instantly. It's something that doesn't just happen as soon as we get saved. We snap our fingers and we're all of a sudden we're just mature in Christ. Growth happens over time through our pursuit of God. We're running after Him. I remember a book, it was called The God Chasers, uh, God Chasers by uh, Tommy Tenney. Uh, excellent book. I, I love the first few chapters. Were the best, uh, where he's just he's running after God and God's presence, and, and just never stopping, and so he's always pursuing God, always pursuing Him, and so that's what it takes. It happens over time through just constantly running after Him, pursuing Him. You know, imagine, you know, you have that child and, you know, you're running around and you're saying to the child, you know, you've got to catch me. you got to catch me. And you're running around and you're much faster than the child. And you can always just move right out of the way. And that's what it seems like a lot of times when we're chasing God. It's like we're almost there and then he just sidesteps and we just, you know, and we just kind of go by and, and we miss and we keep going and then we're kind of like, Oh, but then the next thing you know, God turns around and he wraps his arms around us. He lifts us up just like that child and, and, and you know, gives us that big hug and kiss just like we do with those little ones as they're running around. And so that's what it's, it's all about, it's just constantly pursuing God and then allowing God to just wrap his arms around us, allowing him. To, to whatever we 're going through or whatever situations or whatever he 's got his plan, you know just him letting us know that he 's there he 's there through the good times he 's there through the bad times he 's there twenty four seven for us and so over the next few weeks, everybody saw the jacket right okay, say goodbye to the jacket i 'm saying goodbye to the jacket. it just gets hot it just gets hot. I tried everybody all right but Over the next several weeks, I want us to look at several things that can help us grow. And this series is called Stronger. And this first message here this morning is called Pray Forward. Pray Forward. Much better than praying backwards, right? We want to pray forward. And there's several things that we can pray, and I want us to look at Ephesians and look at Paul's prayers that he wrote in Ephesians, and we're just going to break those down and look at those things. But Before we read the word, let's pray one more time. Father, we just thank you for this morning. We thank you for your word. I thank you for what you're doing in this body, in us right now. And as we begin the fall, and as we get into our connect groups, Lord, and as we're studying on how to just grow spiritually one with another, I think that we can help one another grow in you and help each other in our pursuit of you to go deeper in you. Lord, we're not satisfied with status quo. We're not satisfied with where we're at now. We want to go higher and further. And Lord, we thank you, Father, for just wrapping your arms around each of us as we pursue you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right. Well, in Ephesians chapter 1, and we'll begin in verse 15, Paul starts and and he's saying a prayer. And, you know, Paul, Paul's a, he's an apostle, but this is kind of pastoral a lot of this prayer. He's praying, he loves the church in in Ephesus, he loves the, the people, and you know, he's writing this thing, and he begins, we begin in verse 15, he says, for this reason I too, having heard of the faith in the Lord Jesus which exists among you, and your love for all the saints, do not cease giving thanks for you, while making mention of you in my prayers. And then this is what his prayers is, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you a spirit of wisdom, and of revelation in the Knowledge of Him. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened, so that you will know what is the hope of His calling, what are the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints, and what is the surpassing greatness of His power toward us who believe. These are in accordance with the working of the strength of His might, which He brought about in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and seated Him at His right hand in the heavenly places. Now let's look at chapter 3, beginning in verse 15. length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge that you may be filled up to all the fullness of God now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us to him be the glory in the church in Jesus Christ to all generations forever and ever amen may You get an amen on that prayer You know, there's seven things that I want to pull out of these prayers that I want us to look at. And there's probably more. Uh, You know, there's a lot here that we can examine. And these seven things that I want to talk to you about that we need to, to, to pray to help us to grow spiritually. We're going to break these down even further in the coming weeks. But let's begin with number one. Number one is know God better. Let's look at verse 16 in 17 of chapter one, just one more time. We need to pray that we know God better. And it says in verse 17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of Him. Let's one more time, that the Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of God, may give you a spirit of wisdom, revelation in the knowledge of Him. We need a knowledge of God that's not just in our head, but it gets down into our heart. It gets down into us. And we need to pray, God, I want to know you better. I want to know you better. And so we're going to focus on that aspect. You know, praying for, we're talking about praying, what can we pray for? Just as Paul was praying this for the, the, the people of Ephesus, he was praying here in Ephesians, he was praying for these people. What can we what can we pray? He's saying to them, this is what I pray. This is what I pray when I pray for you. These are the prayers. I never fail to make mention of you in my prayers. He's saying that. So we need to never fail to pray that we would know God better, number one. That we would know Him. We need a knowledge of God beyond, you know, what the world or, or scholars would say. I mean, just something that gets down in our heart that's, that's intimate, that, that is something that goes beyond what, what our natural mind can think, something that gets down into our inner man and our spirit and strengthens us because a limited knowledge of God equals a limited trust of God. And then a limited trust in God equals a limited obedience to God. Limited obedience to God equals limited Blessings from God. When you don't have much of a knowledge of God, it's hard to trust someone you don't know. Isn't that right? When you don't know someone, you don't really trust them. And so when you have a limited knowledge of who God is, when you don't you don't know just like if I if I really don't know my wife, I can't trust her. But thank God I know her. I know her better than anybody else in this room. I know her better than everybody. And there are many of you that I know, and you know me, but not as much as I know my wife. There's no way. And there's no way that you know me better than God knows me. And I don't know you better than God knows you. And we've got to know God in the same way. I, I mean, it, just like He knows us, He's caring for us, He's loving for us all the time, He's always there, we've got to know Him. We've got to know Him. And listen, I don't care... You know, this is, we've heard, a lot of us have heard these scriptures. We've heard these these uh, words. You know, it's not like this is rocket science. It's not super complicated. You know, the message this morning is not, you know, uh, th- this, this super in-depth revelation from the Word of God. But it doesn't matter how much you know in the Word of God and how mature you are in Christ, there is still more of God for you. There's still more that you can know of God. God is endless. There is so much of Him. <clears throat> there is so much of Him. It doesn't matter what you know, there's still another level. I am still finding things out about my wife. And I will go to my grave not understanding some things about my wife. It's just, there's no way. And she's going to go to her grave not understanding some things about me. Isn't that the truth with relationships with, our, with each other? There's just some things that we're just not going to know about each other. We're not going to discover everything. And there's some things, there's a, actually there's a lot of things about God that you're never going to discover here on this earth. There's some things that you're, you're just not going to know. And so there's so much to know. That's why it has to be an endless pursuit. An endless pursuit of God, constantly chasing Him, running after Him, praying, God, I want to know You better. Is that good, church, this morning? Just, I I got to know you more. God, I've got to know you. Number two, accept God's plans. We've got to pray that we can accept God's plans for our life. If you're taking notes, you can write that down. Number two, we're going to put these notes online. You can look at those as well and download those at any time. All seven will be on there and the verses that correspond with them. If we live our lives by our plans and not by God's plans, then we'll have a limited amount of hope. Why? Because we can only plan so much. And we'll come up short in our plans for our life. That's why we need to accept God's plan. We need to know what His plan is, accepting what He has for us. But when we have God's plan, and here's the thing, when we have God's plan for our life, we have an unlimited supply of hope. When our eyes are focused on God's plan and what He has, it doesn't matter what comes along or what the enemy whispers in your your ear or anybody else tells you that's contrary to that plan, you still have hope because you've accepted that plan. It's an unlimited supply. In Jeremiah twenty-nine, eleven, we know that God, you know, He has those plans for us. And there's better for us. And there are thoughts of, you know, it, it, it's not these plans that are just, oh, like everybody else's, how they plan their life out and they've got everything all worked out with the house and the car and the job and the family and everything. It's not like that. It's something more glorious than that. It's something better than that. It's something... Uh, 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 fuller than that there's a fullness when you really grab a hold of god's plan for your life and you accept that and you pray god I need to accept that plan. There's a fullness that comes a fullness of what a fullness of joy There's a fullness uh, uh, of just that, that just fills you up on the inside because you know that you are where you need to be. When you know that you're not where you need to be, that's where it's miserable. That's where it's awful. And that's why God said, I know I, the thoughts that I have towards you. In other words, in the plans. And Jeremiah, when he says that, those thoughts I have, that just means plan. The plans I have for you, they're of good. They're not evil. They're ones of Peace. It's not one, you know, you have that peace on the inside. When you've got God's plan, you've got his peace. You've got his hope. It's constantly, it's an unlimited supply of it for you. That's why we've got to pray for it to accept his plan. In verse 18, Ephesians 1, it says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of his calling. It's his calling. It's not mine, not my calling. It's him. It's all Him, so I'll know what the hope of His calling. And that hope, church, it never runs out. God has an unlimited supply of hope for you when you accept God's plan. And that's why we've got to be praying this, that we will accept. We will accept His plan for our life. That we won't reject it. You know how Jonah, he totally rejected God's plan. He said, you know, go to Nevada, speak to these people, and he ended up in a fish. Who wants to end up in a fish? Right, Lord knows I don't. You know, when we reject God's plan, something oogie happens, like being in the belly of a fish, and it's just, you know, all of our hair falls off or something. You know, something bad's going to happen when we're not accepting his plan. You know, and and the thing is, despite all that, you know, the the bad thing that's going to happen, I just don't like internally what happens when I start to go contrary to what God has spoken to me that I am to do. If God is, and hear me church, listen to this this morning. There's some things that God's planned for all of us and it's the same plan. And if you look in the principles that are in the Word of God, when He says to forgive your brother, you forgive him. When He says to forgive your sister, you forgive him. When He says to love your brother, you love him. When He says to be kind, you're kind. That's for all of us. And when you're walking in that, and when you're doing that, then you've got that fullness of joy. You've got that joy. You've got that peace. You don't have that misery. That's what I hate is the misery. Who likes misery? I don't. I don't. No hands went up. We don't like misery. We don't even, even the ones who say they like drowning in their misery, they don't. They don't. Or it seems like, man, they just always just love to just drown in misery. There's always something wrong. With that. They're really not liking it. They need to grab a hold of this. When you find a person like that, you know what? You need some joy. You need some peace. You need to grab a hold of God's plan for your life. Accept it. Constantly running forward, praying forward, God's plan for your life. When you accept God's plan for your life, here's a couple things you get. You get a fresh vision from God. It gives us a sense of purpose and value. You can't, you can't replace that with something in the world you can't when you get a vision from God and you have that sense of purpose and value the world you, you can't replace that. It challenges us to get serious with, with God when we when we hear that and we accept it man we start getting more serious. It gives us fresh energy and enthusiasm and ignites fresh faith in God. Our faith even start, begins to climb when we're praying for and we're praying that plan of God for our life. The third thing that we need to pray is to learn God's promises. Learn God's promises. And you pray, God, I need to know your promises for my life. Lord, I pray that you would just reveal more and more of your word to me and the promises that are in your word, that I would have those and be able to claim those for my life. You know, there's three primary things that you'll find when you when read in the Bible. Precepts, which is like laws, authoritative commands of God. You'll find principles and then you will find promises. You will find promises. And the thing is, is you can't claim a promise that you don't know. You can't claim a promise that you don't know. That's why we need the promises of God in our heart. We've got to be in the Word. We've got to be praying these promises and getting them down inside. Verse 18 again in chapter 1 says, I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand. This is in the New Living Translation. Will you understand the wonderful future He has promised to those He's called? I want you to realize what a rich and glorious inheritance he has given to his people. I pray that you will begin to understand the incredible greatness of his power for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. One more time, verse 18. I pray that your hearts will be pl- flooded with life so that you can understand the wonderful future he has promised to those he called I want you to realize what a rich and glorious inheritance he 's given to his people these are the things that he 's promised us these are things that we can pray that we can look at the scripture and we can receive just as Paul was praying this prayer we can pray this prayer let 's put it this way you know you know children I love children is such a good thing to use for examples you, you just can't it 's endless now a child you try to take a promise away from a child can you do it you can't Say the parents come to, to Susie on uh, Saturday and say, you know what, we wanted to surprise you. Pack your bags on Monday. We're going to Disney World. <laughs> woohoo! I didn't get the woohoo. You know, everybody's excited. And Susie's like, this has been her dream. She's 10 years old. And she has wanted for four years to go to Disney World. And she bugs her parents about it every week. She's like, when are we going to Disney World? Stop asking me. We're going to go one day. Stop asking me. You know, for four years, Susie wants to go to Disney World. And mom and dad say on Saturday, you're going to Disney. Now, Susie's so excited. She gets to church on Sunday morning. She starts telling all her friends. She starts telling, and one of her friends, you're not going to Disney World. What's Susie going to say? Oh, yes. Because mom and dad, what? Promised. Try to take that away from Susie. Just try. It's impossible. It's not going to happen. You can't take the promise of a mother and a dad to the child. You just can't take it away. They'll tell you, oh no. You, You can't tell them no. Oh no, you're not. No, you're not. You can't tell them. And the thing is, is we allow too often the enemy to come in and rob the promise of God for our life. In so many areas, we allow it. We know the promise. So there's so many that we know. And there's something we don't know. You know, we need to get, we need to look. And the enemy can come in and he just says something in our ear or somebody says something. And we forget the promises of God because it's not down in our heart. It's not down there. We haven't been praying those promises. We've got to have those promises and know them so that we can claim them for our lives. And nothing can steal them in Jesus' name. Or we just say, uh-uh. Or when the enemy speaks that and we say, oh no. My Heavenly Father has promised me. He has promised me. You can't tell me this. See, when we know that we know that we know, it cannot be taken away. The fourth thing is we need to grow spiritual grit. Grow spiritual grit. We need to just pray that we get strengthened. And by grit, you know, I mean firmness. Firmness of character. That we're not shaken by the things around us. That God will make us strong internally. Let's look at uh, chapter 3, verse 16 in Ephesians there. It says, And He would grant you, according to the riches of His glory, to be strengthened with power through His Spirit in the what? Inner man. In the inner man. And see, greater spiritual grit allows us to be different from the world. It allows us to. It, it helps us to endure adversity, to steward prosperity, and to stand firm in spiritual battle. You know, how many's ever seen that movie True Grit? You know, John Wayne. Remember? I, I mean, he was a bad man. He had it going. I mean, he had grit. That's why they say it was. This was true grit. And spiritually speaking, we need to have true grit. Well, we are firm, there is nothing that will shake us. There is nothing. We need to be strengthened in our inner man. So again, when the enemy comes to us, we've got the strength and we're able to say, no, we're able to stand up because we have true spiritual grit. Amen? Number five is we need to give Jesus more. We need to pray that we're constantly, we're giving Him more. And this is part of our spiritual growth. We need to pray this. Pray this forward. That, Lord, i I, I got to give you more. I give you all. I give you every bit. You know, part of our spiritual growth involves learning how to do this. How to give God more of our lives. You know, when we get saved, when we get born again, our spirit comes alive. It's, it was dead in our spirit. It comes. But see, God wants all of it. He wants our soul. He wants our spirit. He wants our mind. He wants, he wants our thoughts, our decisions. He wants all of it. He wants every bit of it. He wants us to just turn everything over to Him. And so we've got to get to the place where we're like, God, I give it all to You. In verse 17 of chapter 3, we'll look at that one more time. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And that word dwell means to settle, govern it, to always be present. Always there. And I like the government part, where we're letting God govern things. We're letting God do the... Yes, we, we make our own decisions. We're not puppets. We're not any of those kind of things. But at the same time, we've turned this temple, because the Scripture says that we are the temple of God. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit, right? So we've got to give it all over to Him. <clears throat> we give it all up. And number six is to share God's love. We need to pray that, God, that God's love would fill us up and that God's love would come out. That we would share His love. Share God's love. 1 John 4.8 says, The one who does not love does not know God, for God is what? Love. love. The one who does not love does not know God, for God is love. So this goes back to number one. Remember we said we need to know God better. Well, in order to know God, we've got to love. That's part of number one. So we had to list this here as, as number six, to share God's love. If you don't love, you don't know God, according to 1 John 4.8. Not loving others is the opposite of God's very nature. Because He so loved us, He gave, right, His only Son. And so we're to love It's opposite to His nature. He's constantly laying down His life. Uh, We should constantly be laying down our lives for others just as He laid His life down for us. In order to know God more and grow in Him, we've got to love others. Now, however, one of the main reasons that we've got trouble with this one, that many people do not give away God's love, is because we haven't experienced... The love of God for ourselves. When, whenever you find that you, it's just too hard to give away God's love, that means you lack in your experience of just receiving God's love. Whether it's you're feeling like you're unworthy or you don't deserve it. And folks, let me tell you, we all don't deserve it. We've got to be able to open up our hearts and receive the love of God into our life. I don't care what you've done. It's behind. You can put it behind you. Look forward. Don't let it beat you up any longer. Receive God's love so that you can share God's love so that you can know God better. In verses 17 of chapter 3, 17, 18, and 19, so that God may dwell in your hearts through faith and that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, in length, and height, and depth. And to know the love of what? Christ. The love of God. The love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled up to all the fullness of God. I want the fullness of God. Church, I don't know about you, I want the fullness of God. I want every part of it. Every part of it. I don't need any misery in my life. I want to have that peace. I want to have that hope. We've got to know Him better. And when you live in the love of God, it involves you being secure in God's love for you. Being secure in that. Just like I'm secure that that man right over there is my dad. I'm secure in that. He's my father here on the earth. I'm secure in that. And I'm secure in my heavenly father. He is my heavenly father. We've got to be secure in that He loves me. No matter what I do, He loves me. I'm secure in that. That gives me security. That allows me to trust Him. That allows me to put all of my trust in Him, all of my faith in Him. That allows me, and and it gives me that fullness of joy and that hope that I need. Living in the love of God involves stopping unlovable, unloving attitudes and actions in your life. Just stopping all unlovable attitudes and actions in your life. And And it's also letting God express God's love through you. Allowing it to be expressed through you. And as you pray this forward, as you begin to pray these things, it'll start happening and flowing in your life. It'll be like second nature. It's so easy. It's so much easier when you give in to the commands that are in the Word of God. And you love, no matter how you were treated, you love them no matter what. Number seven, the last one, is we've we got to trust God's power. Trust God's power. And we can pray this. We can pray, pray this forward. There's a direct connection between prayer and spiritual power. Direct connection. A prayerless life is a powerless life. Say it one more time. A prayerless life is a powerless life. Can I get an amen? Amen. But a prayerful life becomes a powerful life. Now, a bigger amen, right? Hey, uh, it's a powerful life. A prayerful life. In Ephesians 1, let's look at verse 19. Let me get the right place. I pray that you will begin to understand the incredible greatness of His power, right, for us who believe in Him. This is the same mighty power. Now let's read it in New Living Translation. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe in Him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated Him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. You know what I like about this? God has given us the same power, the same power that raised Christ from the dead. Think about that just for a moment. And see, so of you feel like, "Oh man, I don't have that. I don't have." We've got to pray. We've got to press in and pray. This claim this scripture over our life. Claim this for us that we've got that same power. He's promised. This is a promise as well. He's promised this to us that we have. That same power, incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe in Him. How many in here believe in Him? Then you've got it. You've got it. Believe it. Claim it. Accept it. God wants to do incredible and powerful things in our lives. It's the same power that raised Christ from the dead. One more time, i want to read verse 20 of chapter 3. Now to Him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think, according to the power that works within us, and to Him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Was this good this morning, church? The fall can be busy. We had the summer break. That's what they call it, right? The fall can be real busy, but we've got to take time to pray these things. We've got to take time. For spiritual growth. We've got to take time to be able to pray these forward. Look at these seven. Look at these Ephesians prayers. Look at these. Pray them. Grow spiritually. Don't forget. Amen? It's just like working out. Physically, when you, when you skip one of those workouts, it affects you. When you haven't been in God's Word or you haven't been praying, it affects you. You'll feel the difference the more and more you put in. You say, well, TJ, I don't feel it. I started reading the other day. It's just like working out. It takes time. It takes time. You keep on working out, keep on working out, keep on... You know, you, you keep going in the beginning, and it, it may even be painful in the beginning because you're not used to it. You know, your flesh may be screaming at you, go do this, go do that. And you're sitting there reading the Bible, you're reading the Word, and, and you know your flesh telling you, get over there and do this, do that. Just like when you work out and you're all sore and then your body's telling you don't work out again, but you're like, oh, I got to, I got to do it. And and, then your body's telling you, okay, that's enough, it's enough. No, I'm only on three reps. I got to do ten. I'm only on four. Okay, that's good enough for today. No, you got to press in. You got to press past that. No pain, no gain. Let's all stand. I want us to pray this morning. I want us to pray these seven things and claim some promises. How many is ready to do that this morning? Alright, let's get those hands in the air. Let's pray this right now. Father, right now. Lord, I thank you that you are speaking to each one of us that we need to grow spiritually. We need to go stronger in you. And Father, we pray forward these things right now. And we say, Father, Lord, may we know you better. Lord, may we accept your plans for our life. And may we never forget your promises and that we would learn the promises that are in your word and claim them for us. And Lord, I thank you that each person here, Lord, as they begin to work on their spirit, man, as they begin to work on their spirit, Father, Father, that they would be able to be endued with your strength and have that spiritual grit, that firmness of character, Lord, that nothing will be able to shake them. And Lord, I thank you that we can just give you more, more of us. Lord, we just give it all. You want it all. Lord, you laid down your life for us. And Lord, may we be a living sacrifice for you and give you more. Father, I thank you that we would share your love. We would share and we'd be able to accept your love, first of all, and we'd be able to share it with those around us. We'd be able to share it with those. Those we come in contact with, Lord, forgive us where we have had where we've had those attitudes that have not been loving, where we've had those 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 comments that that you didn't approve of, Father, Lord. And may we be loving to those and ask for forgiveness and truly forgive others, Lord, Lord. I thank you that we'd be able to trust in your power and never ever ever give in to the enemy and keep him under our feet, Lord, where he belongs, Lord. For you have given us the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, Father. We. Give We give you glory, we give you honor in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, amen, amen. Let's give the Lord a hand, he's good. Amen.